Hello, welcome to the podcast, episode 30. I'm your host, Dr. John Campbell. This week, my guest is Dr. Diego Moya. Diego is a faculty member here at the Western College of Veterinary Medicine at the University of Saskatchewan. Diego was trained in Spain as a veterinarian and had graduate degrees in ruminant nutrition before he came to Canada and started doing research at the Lethbridge Agriculture Canada Research Station in animal behavior and welfare. During his time at Lethbridge, and now in his last five years here at the University of Saskatchewan, Diego's been involved in a wide variety of research topics associated with animal behavior. Today, he's going to chat about some of the findings of some of his research on mitigating painful procedures in calves, such as castration. Let's get started. Welcome to the podcast, Diego. It's great to have you here today. And I'd like the audience to learn a little bit more about your background. So maybe I'll have you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background and your research areas, how you ended up here in Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, thank you for having me. So, yeah, my name is Diego Moya. I'm currently assistant professor uh, on beef cattle welfare and behavior at the Western College of Veterinary Medicine. I'm originally from Spain, where I did my, my vet degree, my master's and PhD, working on ruminant nutrition. And within my PhD, I first came to Canada as a, within my PhD and to do six months with Dr. Karen Swarkov Genswin in Lethbridge, where I started to relate not only the nutritional component and the rumen, but also the feeding behavior. And then after I finished my PhD, I came as a postdoc. I continued working with feeding behavior, but also other topics related to animal welfare and behavior. And I was a postdoc there for two years. I briefly came back to Europe for two years, and then I got this position in Saskatoon in 2018, where I've been working for the last five years in different areas related to beef cattle welfare, um, including the health of newly arrived field cattle and trying to assess what clinical signs are better linked to health outcomes with cattle with BRD, working with precision technologies on how to better assess the health and the welfare of these animals. Uh, I've been doing a few studies related to with, with animal nutrition and how that affects their welfare with finishing bison, for example, uh, or with assessing the stocking density of field cattle, how that impacts the nutrition and the performance and the liver abscesses or, of finishing field cattle. And then also the other area that I've been working on is uh, pain mitigation during castration and how to evaluate different methodologies and drugs to prevent pain during castration. Great. Well, that's what we want to talk about today is your pain mitigation work with castration. And maybe to start with, we get you to talk about how we actually measure pain in animals. So the calves can't tell us if something is more painful or less painful. What do we do to try to measure pain associated with a painful procedure such as castration? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's one of the main challenges that we have in order to develop or assess new techniques or new drugs, we need to see how painful the procedure is and how much of an impact this new product has. And to do that, yeah, we cannot count on, on the animals telling us how much pain they are. The other challenge is that cattle in particular, they are pretty stoic at hiding or disguising how much in pain they are. So it's actually very tricky to get that, that information from them. What we try to do is 
to cover different areas, mainly from a behavioral perspective and from a physiological perspective, trying to measure multiple things that will tell us a better picture on how this animal is feeling in terms of pain and discomfort. So from a behavioral perspective, we can use cameras to assess their movements. We can use accelerometers to see how much time they spend standing versus laying. Maybe let's uh, stop there for a second, Diego. What? Yeah. Let's explain what an accelerometer is. It's basically oh. like a Fitbit for calves, right? Yeah, yeah. And so accelerometer is a device that we can attach to either the animal or the shoot and measures the movement and the movement and the position as well. So if the accelerometer is in one particular position, then we can understand, we can calculate that this animal is laying down versus if it is standing up. So that tells us how much time they can they spend standing up versus laying down, which is indicative of how much in discomfort the animal might be. Right. So we got behavioral things like videos and accelerometers. Any other behavioral ones before we move to physiologic? We can also assess the number of vocalizations, the gait stride length, the different behaviors that are linked to pain and discomfort. For example, number of tail flicks of how much the animal moves the tail, how many times the animal turns their head towards the back. There are different things, different behaviors that have been, through the literature, have been assessed as very good indicators of discomfort for these animals. The other aspect is physiological stuff. So that's things to do with the body itself and the mm -hmm. elements in the body. What do you measure there? Yeah, again, after there, there are several papers trying to develop these techniques, different strategies, different parameters. And the ones that we typically use are either measuring the heart rate. And for that, we have used the typical, as you said before, the Fitbit and trying to assess how much the head rate changes after the procedure is done. We can measure the temperature as well. It changes, and depending if there's inflammation in there, if there is stress also. And different markers of inflammation, acute phase proteins, neuropeptides, in general, different physiological parameters that we can, that have been linked to inflammation, pain, and discomfort. And then the, the final one, it will be cortisol, which is, the biomarker of stress, general stress that the animal might be, which is also caused by castration. Right. Cortisol is the stress hormone, and you can measure that in a number of places. You can measure it in hair and blood and saliva. So there's different options. They probably tell you different things. We maybe don't need to get into that, but that's a common physiological indicator that gets used to measure pain. Let's talk about castration in particular. And before we get into methods of castration, let's talk about the age of the calf. And I was involved with the Code of Practice Committee, and that emphasizes that we should castrate calves as young as practically possible. Why did they make that recommendation? I guess the body of literature still today, and even at that time when the Code of Practice was developed, indicates fairly clearly that the younger the animal is, the less signs of pain we can we can assess, or the less in pain the animal seems to be. The intensity of these signs of pain is, seems to be lower, and also the animal seems to recover sooner than at an older age. This could be for just a physical perspective that the tissue damage, the amount of uh, lesion caused to the animal is lower, so there is less bleeding, there is less inflammation, and that causes the animal to be less in pain. 
it is not, and the literature also shows that, it is not because the younger animal lacks of the anatomical structures that make them feel pain. It's not because the animals don't feel pain, but rather the amount of pain or the intensity of the pain caused by the procedure seems to be lower. Age is obviously an important factor. And from some of our survey work that we've done with our cow-calf surveillance network and other places, it looks like most producers uh, that we've surveyed are indeed castrating their calves at a pretty young age. But then we have different techniques. We have surgical castration. We can use bands. Uh, there's probably others as well. Is there any evidence that one method is more or less painful? I wouldn't say so. Probably because, as we mentioned before, it's hard to accurately quantify pain. It's hard to compare one versus the other. Even less so in this case where banding and surgical castration cause very different painful profile, if I, have, if I must say. So the surgical castration causes a very intense pain uh, and, and quick. Band castration, on the other hand, uh, it causes less pain when the band is implanted, but the pain or the discomfort might last a little longer. So it's hard to compare one versus the other. To answer your question, I guess that there is no preferred or recommended method of castration based on how much pain it causes, but rather and how comfortable the person doing it feels with the age of the animal or, or the size of the animal and the equipment available. Those are the three main things that can make you make the decision whether to do one or the other technique. And is that the same answer if we talk about castrating older bulls? So sometimes we're forced into castrating bulls at an older age, perhaps at weaning or something like that. It may depend on the situation. We have surgical and banding options there as well. Is that the same answer when you look at the science behind which is more painful? Yeah, I would say so. With the only difference that with older bulls, you have to provide pain mitigation and based on the code of practice. And so depending on the pain mitigation that you use, the technique can be uh, less painful, just based on the efficacy of that drug that you administer. But yeah, with older bulls, regarding what technique to use, I guess it will also be based on trying to avoid or prevent bleeding, which with a larger bull, a larger scrotum, you're going to have more risk of bleeding. So you have to adapt what technique to use in order to prevent that. So most people might choose to use the calicrate bands. So there is no open, open bound, there is less risk of bleeding. While some others, if they feel more comfortable with that, they will still choose to use a Newberry knife, open the, the scrotum, and then um, you can either tie the vessels to avoid bleeding or you can twist them. But yeah, it will mostly still be based on your experience the, or the background of the people doing it. In any case, both techniques are going to be painful, um, no matter what technique you end up using. So you still have to consider the use of pain, pain, pain mitigation. So we have two major options right now for mitigating pain in calves at castration. We have the local anesthetic that most people would know about if they go to a dentist. And then we have analgesics, which are more like the aspirin type product you take for a headache or something like that for post-surgical pain control. So what do we know about those products? What options do we have? Yeah, there are multiple studies trying to assess whether these type of drugs on their own or in combination are effective, how effective they are also 
in combination with different techniques or with different ages. It's this a multiple factorial thing that needs to be assessed to to see which drug is more effective. All all the drugs that you have mentioned, they have some evidence that they are effective at reducing to some degree the pain caused by castration. I would say meloxicam has been tested the most and has a stronger evidence that it actually reduces some of the indicators of pain. And meloxicam being one of the analgesic drugs that you mentioned before. The anesthesia as well, it helps either as an epidural or trying to freeze the locally the, the scrotum. The other elements that typically are considered to evaluate what drug is more effective or what drug you might prefer to use is how much time the, the drug might be effective at preventing pain, the mode of delivery, whether it has to be, it can be intramuscular or subcutaneous, or whether it has to be intravenously, which is less, much less practical, the cost of the drug. So there are other elements that might interfere with the decision on what drug is a better fit for the circumstances of the castration procedure. Yes, and so for our audience, we have three products in Canada that are all non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs or these analgesics we're talking about. We have meloxicam in a couple of different forms. We have flunixin and anaphen as well, and the meloxicam is the longer-acting one like you've described that gives us a little longer relief and probably has the most research associated with it. What are the benefits that we see when we give those products to the calf? Any kind of pain control, I guess. What are the benefits that the calf receives? Does the producer see any benefits? Well, I guess that's the other thing. When we run a study and we measure so many things, trying to capture the whole picture on how much in pain the animal is, one of the problems that we face is that sometimes we don't find the same results in one study versus the other. Like overall, we do see that the animal sees some benefits in terms of preventing some of these behaviors that we mentioned before, some of the standing versus laying behaviors when provided with, the, with these medicines, with these drugs. It resembles more the behavior of an animal that hasn't gone through castration. Or when we look at number of tail freaks or, or head turning. So it seems that the animal actually behaves as if the castration hasn't been as painful. So yeah, in terms of the benefit for the animal, there are some evidence that at the behavioral level and also at the physiological level, we have seen some reductions in cortisol, some reductions in biomarkers of inflammation. So it seems like the animal sees some, from, some benefit from using these drugs. From a producer perspective, and what I have noticed talking to producers is that they feel that the animals, they stand up sooner, they get closer to their moms and they start cycling sooner when using these drugs. So I guess that's one of the main reasons why the uptake of these drugs has been fairly effective in the last years um, and more producers are keep using them, not because of what the code of practice are asking them to do, but rather because they see a benefit on, on, this, on the use of these drugs after transition. Yeah, I think that's a common finding. Most producers that use one of these products at castration or branding in their calves, they rarely go back. They like that those calves pair up faster and maybe move better afterwards. And it seems like most people that have used them are pretty convinced that they help and, and they may not get a lot of 
differences in average daily gain or anything like that, but mm-hmm. they see major benefits in how those calves pair up and move afterwards. Mm-hmm. You've done some recent work using both a local anesthetic block and an NSAID or one of these non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs together. Is that better than just using one? What kind of differences did you see? Mm-hmm. So because we learned from the literature that the combination of these two types of drugs might be more effective than either of those on their own. We developed this trial, this um, short trial, to see not only that, to verify that, but also to see whether the use of lidocaine will be effective provided just 90 seconds before the castration is done. So one of the challenges that the use of lidocaine has is that, or the anesthetic, that typically they recommend you to wait for three, four, five minutes for the anesthesia to have an effect. And that become impractical in the field to castrate multiple animals. So we wanted to see if just giving the lidocaine immediately before castration, it would have any effect along with the meloxicam in this case. We assessed the mobility of the calves in this case, as we mentioned before, to double check whether this improved mobility was actually true. And we saw that when providing anesthesia on top of the analgesia, animals actually move faster and they kept up the, the rhythm with their, with their dams. They were moving the animals, the herd from one pen to another and evaluate how long it takes for the animals to move. And these animals with the extra lidocaine, they actually move faster and keep up the pace with the, with the herd. Besides that, we also saw some reductions of behaviors indicative of pain, such as tail flicks and foot stamps. So all that make us think that the combination of both the lidocaine and the meloxicam was effective, even though the lidocaine was also only administered 90 seconds before the, the procedure, but it seems to be uh, effective at reducing pain. Yeah, that was a neat study. And you were using drones to video those calves as they went from pen to pen. And uh, it yeah. was quite an interesting project. But but it did verify what a lot of producers said in some ways that that pain control did help those calves move better mm-hmm. afterwards. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the new product that you're looking at right now. You've got some uh, trials ongoing that'll be out pretty soon, and you're looking at a new product that you're currently doing research on. What are its potential benefits? Mm-hmm. So we are currently analyzing the data from this project that we ran last year uh, with the support of the government of Saskatchewan and BCRC, in collaboration with the Alberta Veterinary Laboratories and the Chinook Contract Research, where we use this product that they call Cat Ring, which is a, a regular band, like the ones I use for, for castration, but it is being impregnated with, with lidocaine. So when you apply it to the animal, it slowly releases the anesthesia over a longer period of time without the need for needles. And, and the first results that we have from this product is that up to at least seven days, but it could be more than that. So that will cover the pain, not only of the initial discomfort of putting the band on, but also as the lidocaine is being released into the tissue, it can prevent the pain caused when the testicles are falling off and there is a, a bone being caused by, by the band. There might be some anesthetic there to cover for that pain as well. So it's uh, it will be, if proven effective, it will be a practical way of providing 
pain control to these animals with uh, nothing more than the regular band that producers might be used to, to use. And I guess this is an example of where the research in this field is going to, is trying to develop newer, not as much newer drugs, but different ways of being more practical to apply these drugs on, on the animals and comply with consumer demands on, in terms of animal welfare and the standards that they expect for how the food is produced. Yeah, that's a neat product because one of the challenges with bands is the more long-term pain, it's harder to use pain control or to time the pain control to fit properly. So that's neat that that anesthetic freezing that's in those bands can be slowly released and provide pain control for a longer period of time. So that's not on the market here yet in Canada, but it is in some other countries, I believe, or it's soon to be on, on the market in some other countries. Is that true? Yeah, I actually heard that it has been approved in the States recently. And here in Canada, we're actually waiting for this data to be to be analyzed so they can comply with the regulations and be put into the market probably sooner. That's great. Well, thank you, Diego. We'll be watching for that, and I'll maybe have you back on to talk about the results from that project down the road some point, and you have many other projects we could talk about, so I'll probably get you back one way or the other. So thank you for doing this. Really appreciate the information, and uh, thanks again. Thank you for the invitation. It was my pleasure. That's the show for this week. I want to thank each of you for listening to the podcast, and thanks again to my guest, Dr. Diego Moya. Thank you as well to our sponsors, the Alberta Beef Producers and the Beef Cattle Research Council. Please consider subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Take care till next time.